All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. We are recording on Sunday, December 20th, five days to Christmas. I'm so excited. I'm wearing a Christmas hat that the listeners can't see. Rocking the Santa hat. I am. My kids dug it up from somewhere, and they made me put it on, and uh, it's it's warm. I actually put it on. I'm like, I like this. My head feels like a hat is supposed to do. I don't know why that's startling that a hat would make your head warm, but... Uh, I, I live in the cold Midwest, so this is keeping my head toasty. Dude, you even got a red striped shirt on. You look like a 2020, uh, like skinny vegan hipster Santa. It's it's cra- you know what I mean. You, you only you only bring the kids uh, uh, toys that have been made in, in factories where everyone gets 401ks and union, and, uh, union pay. Yeah, yeah, everything's made from hemp and. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't doesn't have any any meat products. It's in it. sort of like a Freddy Krueger shirt in a way. It's, it's his sweater. Was yeah, sort of yeah, spread, it does, yeah. It does. It does look like a Freddy Krueger. Yeah, you're like an evil hipster Santa Claus, and then, <laughs> and then you murder them. <laughs> I come in down the chimneys and I uh, I leave uh, hemp baked goods. I leave uh, uh-huh. pot butter. What it is is well, Freddy Krueger used to invade the children's dreams. What you do is um. You, you, you give them you give them hemp vegan cookies and they're like oh my god cookies and then they bite it into it thinking it's gonna taste like an Oreo or something they're like what the fuck ah, 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 ah. and they and they choke to death on your on your shitty vegan cookie I thought that was gonna go somewhere different Freddie invaded their dreams I give them fucked up hemp dreams I I get them stoned I get the kids stoned with the hemp cookies I give them mm. lucid dreams. You know, you got to give them a lot of drugs to kill them if it's if it's like natural organic drugs. I'm not trying to kill you, them. You might have, trying to fuck up their dreams. Yeah, but he was trying to kill them in the dreams. He wasn't just trying to I give know, them the willies. I'm different. I just I just mess with their minds. I'm different. I'm not evil. I'm. Just, you, oh, you just give them nightmares. Yeah. You just you just make them think it's Freddy. I'm naughty. I'm not evil. I give them drugs. That's 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 what I do. That's fair enough. You, you know, it's you're sort of like uh, it's sort of like a new age Krampus. You know, like, listen, if, you, if, you, if you're good, fat Santa comes. If you're bad, skinny Timbal's going to come, and he's going to give you fucking nightmare cookies. So Something like be that. good. And here's the thing. You're not going to know the difference until you eat them. You're just going to be like, wow, those, those were decent cookies. I mean, you can tell they weren't real ingredients. You can tell there was no real butter in this thing. Right. But hey, it was all right. And then they go to sleep, and, and boom, nightmare time. They're just like, whoa, I'm tripping balls. Uh-huh. Wait, well, then, okay. Now, now you're starting to make me think this is a reward again. So you're sort of like Santa Claus for teenagers. Well, if for teenagers, just you weed in the it would be a reward. For kids, it would be a bad thing because kids wouldn't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, it's, it's that 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 those sort of you know what it is is you're you're the Santa Claus for the parents who who were kind of absentee parents for ages maybe like three through 12 they were kind of not there right. they were in and out of rehab they were like off having affairs doing their own things <laughs> neglecting the kids but now they've like found jesus or a 12-step program or something they, they've sobered up at 13 and and they're just like i want to be there for you i want to we can have happy family but they're a mess and they don't realize like hey 13 year olds don't want ninja turtles and choo-choo trains anymore and they're they're, they're just they're dragging their pubescent kid to their it's too early for me to talk. They're, no, 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 pubescent. I'm talking, they oh. started it. They're dragging them to see Santa. Mom, I don't want to see Santa. Their voice is changing. Mom, we're seeing Santa. We're a happy family now. Try to, I, no, do this for me. Try to and, make and up for all the time they missed. They, they yeah, still see them as the three-year-old, not the 14-year-old. Right. They're they're just such a mess. They're trying to make up for all those years, and now this fucking mall Santa has this teenager sitting on just ah ah ah. It's, it's all uncomfortable because the kid weighs almost as much as they do without the suit, and and it was like listen listen I, look I I know I know you don't want to be here. I got a guy in the back room. I got I got I got I I I, I got Timbleclaw's. Timbleclaw's has weed. Go sit on Timbleclaw's lap. He'll hook you and up. He, actually, yeah, and like know what. Don't sit on his lap. He doesn't even like that. <laughs> sit next to Timbleclaws like a grown-up, and he's gonna give you fucking pot cookies. It's great. You've been a good, you've been a good person this Christmas. Uh, a good, a good, um, you, you know, almost fully grown human being. And you like drugs now, so Timbleclaws is gonna give you drugs. I, I think I found a new calling. It's gotta be more profitable than comedy. Yeah, it's the only way to make money. Is uh, I, I, you know, a lot of people say, Jake, how do you manage to pay your bills with comedy? I say, sell drugs, sell drugs to kids uh, outside the shows. That's the way to do it. Or 
as I as I'll transition into our first story, Grift. Jake, a, a, a bombshell dropped. Let's start the new. Uh, speaking of making money, grifting. Uh, I, I love it when people get angry. I love it when people get angry. Did you see the big news story this week that uh, in 2018, Jared Kushner set up a shell company so that they could take donations and put family members like Eric Trump, Eric Trump's wife, uh, I can't think of her name, the uh, uh, junior's girlfriend, the screechy woman from Fox News. They put them on the payroll for $180,000 a year or something like that through donations to the Trump campaign. And, and, and people are outraged. I think it's hilarious. I love it when Trump takes money from his followers and pays his family with it. it I just I love it. I don't know why people are angry. These are and these are the same people that bitched about Hunter Biden. Yes. Keep that by the same people. And it's like, but I is is Hunter Biden a shithead? Yeah, that motherfucker steals me owes me a hundred and eighty dollars for a coke. You know, like he's a dick, <laughs> right? But. Uh, that being said, if there's one guy that can't bitch about uh, having shitty rich kids that are going to, you know, uh, just fucking scam their way into everything. Like, what are you talking about? This is this is crazy. Well, the, the difference. What are you talking about? The difference to me is and this is not proven. This is where it's it gets into sketchy bullshit air territory. If Joe Biden uses his connections to get his son a cushy job at a foreign government or for a foreign company, that's bad. But if Donald Dude, Trump he, takes donations from his followers and pays his kids, that's good. That to me seems to be the breakdown in the complaint department. I I think they're both but, equal. But Donald Trump got his kids cushy jobs in this country's government. <laughs> right. He used this country like a banana dictatorship. You right. know, like what are you what are you talking about? Well, because with this country, it's because his kids are patriots and they're helping the country. They're making America great again. But Hunter Biden was getting paid by the Ukraine and they're evil and wrong and they want favors. I That See, seems to be the breakdown. They're, they're going to have they're one step away from having guys uh, in also in Santa hats outside of, uh, you know, Walmarts and stuff, ringing bells with a big red bucket that says made America great again. Now want donations, you know, like they just they, they, they want they now they they want they want donations for shit that they already did and then got voted out for, for doing. I think that's kind of where they're at with the, the fighting lawsuit donations. But I I I. I'm jealous. I, if I have to be honest, I'm jealous because, like, I can, I can. If I offer a good or a service, if I say I'm a comedian, I will perform, and at the end of my show, you will feel better. I won't have changed your life, but you'll laugh, and and, and you'll just feel marginally better, and then you'll go back to your same shitty old life. But but for the time I'm on stage, you'll laugh. You'll free. I can't get people to pay me to do that, even though I'm very good at my job. Donald Trump has been nothing but horrible at his job for four years, and yet he can get people to give him money for no reason other than to give it. He can lie straight to them, uh, give me money, and I will use it to pay my golf courses, you know, b upgrade my golf courses, and people do it. I'm jealous, I'm actively jealous. If, if I were to be angry, it would be a jealous anger. I'm not angry that he does it because this is what we expected him to do. When he got into office, we expected him to grift and steal and lie, and he just lived up to our expectations. Why people are angry about that, I don't get. I'm actively jealous. I wish I could find my own followers. I wish I could start my Timmel cult and get people to just give me money for no reason. In a strange way, I think it is going to a good cause. Hear me out on this. Uh, his, so right now, he's claiming he's helping Helping the, the Republicans win in the Georgia runoffs, right? Oh. And then none of the money's going to them. That's, that's I was, I was kind just going to say, that's my, keep going. That's, I love that part of the story. I love that part of the story. So here's the thing is by... Well, quick, quick, quick. You, you explain, how, explain to anyone listening that might not know what you're talking about. Explain that part quick, or do you want me to? Well, he, basically, he's, he's creating some sort of bizarre campaign fund thing. Uh, you, you know, donate to me so I can help... The, the, the Republicans running in the Georgia runoff. Right. We have a runoff and in, then, in a couple weeks, and he's collecting funds. But 
None of that money is going to those candidates. It's no. all going to He's his. It. Yeah, I don't remember what the organization was called. It was something like the Save America Fund or something. Just some bizarre. Let me see if I weird, can look it up. Uh, vague shit. Yeah, it's, it's like the, it's the just Save the, America the Georgia Fund. Election Fund. It's literally called Donald Trump's Georgia Election Fund. People donate to the Senate there, but he's keeping all the money. He hasn't right. done anything for the Georgian senators. So here's why that's going. Here's here's why I believe that's a good cause. Is that's money that would have been helping the Republicans win in Georgia. Right. Now it's just helping Donald Trump buy a yacht and helping Do uh, Donald Trump Jr. shoot a cheetah in the face, which hey, I'm not pro either one of those things, but I'd rather see that than the, you know, the Democrats losing in Georgia. I, so, I would prefer Don Jr. buying more Coke than shooting a cheetah. My own Listen, personal preference it's is their fun, though. It's their, you know, we don't get to vote on what they do with True. their money. But the, I, I, I don't he's like him be shooting cheetahs. I hope he's doing coke with the money. I, I would love for Don Jr. to be getting the best Bolivian cocaine with the donation money for the Georgia senators. That's where I hope. Well, here's here's the good thing about being uh, Don Jr. with a bunch of shitheads dumping money into your father's non-election campaign fund. Uh, you don't have to choose between the two. You can go, holy shit! I see another cheetah. Bang! <laughs> like that's just it's what that guy does with his Saturdays. <laughs> It's sad but true. It is. That's exactly what he gets coked up and shoots uh, exotic animals because he's a fuck. Dude, he he does little key bumps off of cheetah rib bones. That's it. He just he dips the cheetah rib bone into the bag. And just, you know, doing doing cheetah bumps. But do you do you think that anyone? I, I, I would love to this is this is where our show is limiting because I would love to I love when the Daily Show go, goes and interviews these people because I would love to find people that donated to the Trump Georgia um, election and find that their money is just sitting in Donald Trump's bank account. Are they offended or are they OK with it? Because as you just said, you and I are both OK with that. It is better that Don Jr. is doing coke and that Trump is buying another yacht than advertisements are being placed in Georgia attacking the Democrats. It, it, now, the Democrats are probably going to lose just because the, the Republicans are running on no platform. They uh, did insider trading. They they came out and both of the senators running in Georgia publicly came out and said the coronavirus is not a big deal. Oh shit! Behind closed doors, sell all my stocks in hotels in Las Vegas. Right. And they bought stocks in PPE, so they made money off lying to the people, and they're still going to get elected because all they are running on is this guy's tied to AOC and Nancy Pelosi. That's all they have to say, and people will still vote for them. And in fact, they have. Kelly, the, the the female candidate, they have her debate and her running, and all she does is say radical liberal. She doesn't answer any questions. She just says, I am fighting for Georgians against radical liberals. And it's that wooden. And, and it's going to work. She's going to win. It's <laughs> Why people get angry over this is beyond me. It's, it's amusing. It's sad and amusing. Dude, if I was, okay, if I was the campaign advisor for either one of the Democrats right now, I would be like, we got to pull a Roy more. And they were like, you mean I need to fuck a 15-year-old? I'd be like, no, not that part. We need, <laughs> what you got to do is just come out. She's going to call you, you know, radical left, you know, your AOC and this and that. Come out dressed like Foghorn Leghorn. And she's like, oh, dad, coming! I don't like radical liberals neither. But she sold all the stocks when she told you COVID was nothing but a hoax. And now your gosh darn grandma is dead. I don't like that at all, dog nubbit. And, and you, just, that's, you just lean hard into it. Just uh, give the people what they want. If they're going to be caricatures, the Democrats should be caricatures, too, is what you're saying. Right. You you go hard center. I mean, just un, unapologetically, other liberals are going to hate you for it. But I just fucking, well, black lives matter, but so do the blue ones. Pew, 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 pew. And you shoot little, you, you know, pistols in the air. And it's, it, I, I, just, just do it. Just I, it's, 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 it's for the greater good. Well, you and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Abortion when... should be legal, but not on Sundays, because I love Jesus. <laughs> You got to moderate the abortion. You and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago when AOC attacked uh, the guy Connor Lamb in Pennsylvania because he wasn't radical enough, and he said, 
I won in a Trump district by not being radical. What about that do you not understand? So I agree with you. You're being silly, but at the same time, you're absolutely right. They can't win in Georgia if they are tied to AOC and Nancy Pelosi. They have to be blue dogs. They have to come out and be centrist and just literally push the angle, if elected, I will not sell stocks in hotels before a pandemic. I will tell you the truth. That should be what they're running on. Right. Right. And, and you, you know, and then you, you say that, you get in, and then you, you go to Pelosi and be like, listen, remember when I when I, I, I called you the crypt keeper in makeup? I'm sorry. I was fucking, you know, I was running in Georgia. What do you want? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's pass some health care legislation. She'll forgive you. She, she gets it. She gets, It's just like when she goes in. Not wearing a mask in public and going into buildings is the same as putting a gun to a boomer's head and pulling the trigger. And then she's in getting her fucking hair done yeah. at a salon that she shut down. Like, they get the gig, man. They get the fucking... It's, it's a grift for those people, too, to a certain level. It's just not a, 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 as, as over-the-top as it is for Trump. You yes. Know? I, that's that's why I, I have nothing against her, but you and I compare Trump to AOC occasionally just as polar opposites. Pelosi gets it. She plays the game. AOC is, and this I say this in an endearing way, she is unfortunately a little too genuine. She is still young and she's too heart on sleeve. Right. Politics right. has yeah. not corrupted her yet. Well, but it's also, you got, you got to look at, she is the opposite of what these Georgia people are dealing with. So she has to run in a district where the, I, the, you, you, you do get votes by going, we should turn all health care into Trader Joe's fucking, like, I, whatever they want to do with health care. Right. You know, like, just take, completely put it in the hands of the government. Ignoring things like, I don't know, how's the VA done with that? Uh, right. Is, 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 how's the VA look? Yeah. Just, you, you fucking... Be like, what everything Norway's doing right now, we can do it, and I will do it in my next term. That's how you get elected in that district, and Georgia's the opposite. So I, 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 that's, that's, the, that's the grift. That's the game. Yep, and then what you're supposed to do, and I think AOC has done this, so I make fun of her, but I think then when you get behind closed doors, you play the Democratic game and you push the legislation that will work. You, you tell your constituents what they want to hear, and then you try and get shit done that makes sense. You don't uh, get behind closed doors and say, because like her Green New Deal, that was just a pamphlet. And of course, the right blew it up and said it's policy, it's legislation. It right. was not. For her to say this is a pamphlet, this is, these are ideas, nothing wrong with that. But you don't push it as legislation, and she didn't. And that's, that was good. Right, she used it to get in, and now she is uh, in a secret room underneath the Pentagon, uh, blowing the CEO of Exxon while he takes his, his people mask off, and he's in full lizard face, and he's eating the adrenochrome of, of out of the brain of a young child. That's what, you know, I, I, it's all, it's, it's, it's what these people do at a federal level. I don't know how this shocks anyone. Nope. Speaking of shock, hey, that's a segue. I'm going to use that as a segue. Speaking of shocked, um... Last week, we talked about uh, Shia LaBeouf and how he was being uh, sued by a singer that said uh, he gave her herpes or something, where I didn't, we didn't talk about this last week. Apparently, it came out later. <laughs> he put makeup over his herpes so she wouldn't see it. <laughs> I guess ah. he had a flare-up, so he used, he used makeup to cover his herpes and have sex with her. <laughs> I mean, that's just... <laughs> yeah, the old, the old painted speed bump. It's That's what wrong, I call that trick. But as you pointed yeah. out last week, if you're having sex with Shia LaBeouf, you have to know you're getting something. There's something. Uh -huh. But so this week it call comes out. Call that the dirty chameleon. Uh -huh. Yes. So this week it comes out. Uh, my wife loves this woman. Sia, a singer, said that uh, he dated Shia LaBeouf in 2015 and he lied to her. And, and I, I, I say the same thing I did last week. You're dating Shia LaBeouf in 2015. This isn't 2004, 2005, just breaking through Shia LaBeouf where he's innocent and young and cute. You know who Shia is by now. If you're dating Shia LaBeouf in 2015, he didn't lie to you. You lied to yourself. You went into this thinking, oh, he's not the guy I know everything about from everything he's done for the past 10 years. I think he's different. I'm special. I'm different. He's going to be different and special for me. That's not how it works. You and I have said this, Jake. When I was on the road as a comic before I was married, if I ever met a woman and had a one-night stand, 
I absolutely thought, I am not special. She is doing this because she likes doing this. I am wearing a condom. I don't want to get anything. I don't want to get her pregnant. There is nothing about me that makes me unique, that makes her go, I'm going to fuck that comic. It's just that she's bored and lonely, and I don't know how often it happens. I never fooled myself into thinking I was special. I don't know what Sia's deal is. She thought she was special. Oh, Shia will be different for me. No, he's Shia LaBeouf. Shia, Shia, whatever. He, he, I, he didn't lie to you. You lied to yourself. You dated Shia LaBeouf. You got what was coming to you. I hate to be blunt about it, but you know what you're getting into. Go in, eyes open. Hey, he's still a fucking dick, though. Like, I, I love I love looking at this and then looking back to four years ago when he was getting all political. And ah, Can you believe we just elected this monster that treats women badly? Shut the fuck up. Will you stop it? Well, that's that's. Isn't that a pattern? I love Hollywood. He's he's the 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 epitome of Hollywood freaking out about Trump. I can't believe a person who mistreats women is in power. Like, uh, uh, re really, Hollywood? Really, really? Well, to me, what you made me think of is that's the the standard bearer for for hypocrisy. That is the Republican senator that's so anti-gay that's you know doing wide stance foot taps in the Minnesota uh, airport bathroom. That's Shia. Uh -huh. He he puts out that front of how dare uh, America do this because he's trying to get out ahead of it. You know, he doesn't want anyone putting a microscope, on, uh, putting an eyeball on him. They don't want he doesn't want to be under a microscope for who he is and what his actions are. Whenever you are screaming the loudest about something, yeah, maybe it's because you have something to hide, like the Boy Scouts, the priests. But see, I think I think in the in the past, yeah, I mean, in the past four years, we've kind of learned the opposite. A lot of those same people, the I, the, the Twitter people, will come after them for the smallest thing because they're like, hey, 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 how dare you say this when you've even even if it's not? I, I mean, I mean, she was talking about that. And, and hey, I, I wasn't there. I don't know if it's true or not. You know, I haven't really heard his side of it. But I, she was talked about being choked by this guy. You, no, no, you know? I'm talking so about it's like, Sia all right, this is real shit. I'm talking about Sia, who said that. She yeah yeah I'm talking I, I, don't I can't remember, remember the, the last name. one yeah, yeah she yeah. she was but, talking about horrible shit sure. yeah absolutely the last singer Sia said that uh, her her bag was that um, he was in a relationship and said he wasn't and so she Sia dated him and didn't realize she was uh, being cuckolded in a way the other one was FK no she was she was cuckolding isn't that isn't that wouldn't technically yeah, she's whatever, sleeping yeah, with somebody she, else's yeah the other one yeah she said she was being choked and and i think abused i think she said he had right. or something like that like awful awful shit he's he's a right, piece, yeah. piece of shit apparently right uh, you, you know i that's you know fuck that guy yeah, well, I, I barely agree. ever strangle and headbutt my girlfriend, you know? I agree with that, too. I would never do that. Well, how about let's do the reverse, then? How about women beating up men? Uh, or oh, the hope yeah. of a woman beating up a man? This is hilarious. Jake Paul got in a fight with a former NBA guy, beat him up, and then threw down and said, I want to fight Conor McGregor, because apparently that's what Jake Paul thinks is in. And so... Uh, <laughs> What's-his-face, Dana White, the head of the UFC, said, eh, maybe I'll let Amanda Nunez knock him out. <laughs> I would love I to love see that. that. I would love to see Amanda Nunez. I fucking love that. Good for Dana White. But is he going to let it happen, though? Because Amanda, after this article, she tweeted out, I'm in. She said she's all in. Yeah, I, what part of me, as ridiculous as this is, as this whole, the, the Paul brothers sort of setting up fights or trying to set up fights with top level I mean top level MMA and uh, fighters and boxers right as annoying as that is as a comic I it's kind of sweet to see that happen to another form of entertainment you know how you like that shit oh I'm big in another industry so I could just come over and headline Madison Square Garden right. and yours oh we've been dealing with that shit for decades with Screech and whoever the fuck else and, well acting's not going great i'll just fall back on stand-up i know that like to get good at stand-up and come up in the ring it, it fucking kind of takes decades for most of these guys but eh, people will will buy seats just to see me do it so i'm i'll have people pay uh you, you know buy the hundreds to come and watch me basically do my first one hour open mic and all these guys that have been doing for the most part 
many of these guys, most of these guys who've been doing it for decades, uh, they will have trouble packing uh, a room even uh, like a, a fifth of the size of what I'm going to pack just with my name. And that's, yes, it's now that now the boxing community has the same fucking thing going on. This guy is getting paid a shitload for getting knocked out by actual boxers. Well, they're they're out there uh, uh, barking, trying to get people to buy boxing tickets off the streets so that they can get in a bed. Hey, you want to come see a boxing fight? I got to bark for 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 ring time, and I got to get ten people to come see the fight to watch me box. And yeah, now they got to deal with that same shit. I did not think of that comparison, but I could not love it more. I am going to say exactly what you said. But slow it down for anyone that is not a comic that, I mean, you, the way you said it was very inside and I related to it immediately. But for anybody that didn't quite catch it, what Jake said is true forever, forever, for, for, for the past 20 years, any celebrity, and this goes to Stormy Daniels has done it. Charlie Sheen toured theaters behind it. Screech from Saved by the Bell, even Skippy from Family Ties, uh, the Jackass guys, Steve-O and Preston Lacey. It just keeps happening. Where? Uh, even Kramer uh, from Seinfeld, uh, Michael Richards. No, but he was he was a stand-up before. Was he? Because yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, him sure. when I got to Hollywood, and he was pretty awful. And so when that shit went down with him dropping the N-bomb because he didn't know how to handle himself on stage... That felt like uh, normal to me. Like, okay, that's him as an open micer, not understanding heckling and just going straight to panic. And I don't. Th I mean, I could be wrong on that, but I, I could have sworn he was a stand up before, but it, it could have been one of those situations with him. That show was going for so long. That, yeah, I mean, you know, that he, when he's getting paid, I mean, Seinfeld in the 90s money, is he really, is he really taking the time week after week, night after night right, to, to, you to know, stay doing yeah. stand up? And Yeah, yeah. So, so it's sort way. of like shooting pool and not really shooting pool for right. a decade, you know? Well, what Jake was, so the, what happens is. Stand-up comedy is, and I'm not going to try and build it up and say it's it's the best art, but it is the least appreciated or least understood uh, craft. So they think it's just an ability, just getting on stage is enough. They think, oh, if I just get on stage, people will be amused by me. And as Jake said, we're the fucking Tijuana donkey show of entertainment in this country. This is true. And so, and it ha I lived in L.A. and everybody in L.A was an actor, hand model, voiceover artist, comedian, because their agent or manager said, get on stage and get seen. And if you can't do that by using a play, you do an open mic. And it doesn't matter if you're good or not, it just gets you seen. And so the reverse of get on stage to get seen is, if you already have a name, if you're a jackass guy, if you're Skippy from uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell or Skippy from Family Ties, is when Saved by the Bell ends or you get booted from Two and a Half Men like Charlie Sheen, you just go on tour. That's it. That's all you do is you just throw it. You don't, you've never been on stage before or you never hit an open mic. You tour behind your name and people buy tickets and they go and they have a horrible time. Charlie Sheen was getting booed when the reviews came in. Even people that went to see him got bored really quick because he came out and was just like, hey, I'm Charlie Sheen, winning, Tiger Blood, and they all cheered. But after five minutes of that, they realized he wasn't going anywhere and they got bored. And I've heard it happen over and over and over where these people get on stage and they don't do... Preston Lacey would get on stage and have people just hit him with a raw chicken. Like that was the act. And Yeah, their, their act is, is basically the equivalent... Of Jake Paul getting knocked out by a woman half his size. Right. That's what that's what happens when they get on stage and start speaking into a microphone. Except people want, and so the whole point is, they sell out these rooms, whereas people with skills that don't have names, that haven't been on TV, still struggle. They get put straight to the front of the line, and the fact that Jake Paul wants to go to the front of the boxing line, the, uh, uh, Logan Paul, uh, sorry, I said Jake, uh, Logan Paul... They're both doing it. There, yeah, is it I mean, Jake Paul? There are two Pauls. There's Jake. Yeah, Jake there's Paul. Two, I said, yeah, I Jake Paul. Confused. Jake said, Paul's the one with Conor McGregor and Amanda Nunes. Yeah. Logan Paul is 
I, I mean, it seems like it's actually going to happen with Floyd Mayweather next year. I think year. it is. But the whole point is yeah. they're going to the front of the boxing line. And the difference between what you just said, the comedian getting on stage that's not, or the, the actor getting on stage that's not a comedian and failing versus Logan Paul getting on stage and get knocked out, getting into a ring and getting knocked out by Amanda Nunez is everybody wants to see Logan Paul get knocked out. Everybody wants to see that. Like, that would be the show. Right. Yeah. But but that's the thing is, is it's a I mean, these guys do have a huge following on YouTube, too. So, I mean, I don't know that necessarily everybody watching wants to see him get knocked out, but it's it's such a bizarre thing. Um, I'm a I'm a dude that doesn't do MMA, but I want to fight a female MMA fighter because it's like anybody who knows anything about MMA and just just fighting in general. Like, yeah, if, if you're a dude who doesn't really do that and it's like a world-class professional that's a woman, she's going to fucking knock you out in round one. I mean, yeah. it's 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 going to be quick. But the thing is, is if you're trying to really sell the fight as, as you're this, you know, top-level dude that could take on a Conor McGregor, well, then it's like, what are you going to, you, you know... At the end of the day, you, you did still just knock out a woman if you knocked out the woman. So I, I don't get where's the – it's almost like a lose-lose. Yeah. You know? I hear that. Well, it makes me think uh, – let's go back to Jackass. Just just popped into my night. I mind. mean, other than just the, 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 oh, people paid to see it and now I get money. Yeah. You know? It could be a spectacle. I mean, but that, I just thought right. of Jackass again. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I love Jackass. I think it's hilarious when it's Jackass. It's, I didn't like them stepping into the comedy world right. and going straight to the front of the line. But in one of the jackasses, uh, they were in Japan, I believe, and Ryan Dunn got into the ring with a professional female fighter. Do you remember that? And she kicked. The oh shit yeah, out of she him. dude, it was fucking brutal. Yeah, but they did it knowing that he they didn't get in. You right. know, he he knew he was going to get the. He didn't get in like he wasn't he wasn't doing ads and, and selling it right. as, as like a real fucking fight. He wasn't yeah. fronting like this is just a woman and I'm a dude, so I'm going to kick her ass. He's like, oh, boy, it was this. what it should have been. It was a small segment on one episode of right. Jackass. This is five minutes for an episode of Jackass. Now this is going to be the fight of the century watch me and amanda nunez no stop it i mean the only way it would be okay is if it was just for his youtube channel and something dumb like that like the little jackass segment the idea of right. making a pay-per-view and 29.99 and him making millions because i'm gonna be honest here um i don't understand the jake paul logan paul phenomenon i've i've seen snippets of what they do on youtube i don't get it it's not for me i guess uh the people that enjoy yeah it. i mean i saw him poke a dead body in japan and i was like this is fucking hilarious and then you go watch the rest of his shit and there's no dead bodies i'm like what kind of <laughs> cock is this well, it goes back to my jealousy about trump being able to grift people i don't know what they do that makes them compelling because i actively do not get it and i'm not here to say it's stupid and it's dumb and fuck them i'm not saying any of that i am saying actively I don't understand why it's interesting to watch because I don't get it. I wish I had the well, followers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for people like it's solid 15 years younger than us. So, I mean, you know. True. What do you, what do you, but like, I remember I mean, being that stupid when I was 15. When I was 10, I was that stupid. Sure, I liked Kiss because they wore makeup and uh, I don't know. And Do you really think when our parents walked in on us watching jackass and the early cky they were like oh this is this is great this is gold this is the snl of their generation of course it is look That's at these true. comic geniuses getting kicked right in the dick look at look at that now he's drinking vomit oh he's oh my god he's he's their steve martin perspective they weren't saying that well put i am i have put in my place you have given me perspective i understand that being said, Johnny Knoxville is, is, and, and Steve-O and all those guys are fucking comedy gods. They were, I love Jackass. Love, they love, were great. Love. love. Just not, uh, just not uh, as comedians. Um, no. Did I have another story? I thought I had two more. But then again, Steve-O's been doing it for long enough, man. Well, I, now he has. I only saw him when he first started. So it's like, dude, I, you know, it's just, it's one of those things it takes a long time to really get any good at, you know. 
And, I mean, yeah, you might early on be able to fucking tighten up a nice little five-minute chunk or something, but, I mean, to really ha do long sets and have them be consistent, that's the important thing. Sometimes, you know, early on, you'll, you'll kind of uh, just hit a nice little groove and uh, the planets kind of align and you'll, you'll have decent little longer sets, but for the most part, it's, you know, it takes a long time to really really get it good and really get it consistent. And then again, even if you've been doing it a long time, everybody still has bad sets every now and then. It's just, you know, um, how how sort of uh, versatile are you in terms of rooms and, and how, how consistent are you with decent chunks of time? I mean, that's a long, that's what really takes a long time to fucking tighten down with this. And that's what, I mean, a lot of people that if, if they don't do it, they, they don't really get it and they don't really get how long that shit takes. That is true. Because, as you said earlier, we are the Tijuana Donkey Show of the art forms. People don't Shit. I was, I was listening to uh, – it was either a podcast or a radio interview. Which I, don't, I don't even remember who it was with, you know. And they were saying they, they were at some, some comedy festival, you know, and, and Matt Foley, the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Was there. Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Mick Foley, yeah. And he did, he did three, three one-hour sets, you know, and, and they watched him. They were all different – Completely different when I, 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 with a lot of these people. To be fair, some of it can be good if it if it's what it. it, it, it. So like some of these guys are going to have cool stories, you know. And if, yeah. if you're just looking for a one man showy type of thing, and and that's what they're going for, and that's what they're looking for, and that's that they can make that work in a one man show type of thing. These are just long stories that are that are kind of interesting, and there's a punchline here or there, and I can make them amusing, and it's really it's it's good because it's such an entertaining story. You know, if I've never done stand up at all, but I I I fought seven grizzly bears in one day, you're gonna pay to hear me talk about fighting those grizzly bears because that's fucking cool. You know, so it's like that. You, you know. So they got cool stories, you know, and so that I mean, for wrestling fans, it kind of makes sense as, as long as they can they just keep it fucking story, story, story. That's the way to do it. Unless you unless you're really taking the time to tighten up fucking stand up. Right. So he would do different hours and somebody came up and said to him, you know, like, hey, it, I noticed he did completely different hours in all three of those things. He didn't realize that you could just do the same hour and tighten that hour up. Every, every he was just getting up, and he would never do the same hour twice. And and he didn't realize that. Oh no, comics will do the same bits for a while and tighten those bits up. They, he, he didn't even realize that. Well, I, we talked about this. I worked with him once, and he, nicest guy you will ever meet. I absolutely right. loved him. And if you remember when we talked about it. I hated his audience. The dumbest. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot you, you, you worked and yeah. holler and woo. You know, it was right. awful. Right. I mean, they're they're, they're wrestling fans. They're not comedy fans. They're yeah. wrestling fans. So he's going to tell wrestling stories. But, that makes sense. But they didn't like him either. I mean, some of them did. Yeah. It, but there were people that he had to kick out because they were too just Mick. Woo. You know, they didn't even want to listen to him. Right. It was insane. Yeah, they, they, they want, like, a spectacle, and they're drunk, and they just yeah. want to yell shit. They're, they're going to treat it like it's... But to be fair, that's who the fuck you brought, man. That, that's what... You know, do you... At a pro wrestling event, do you have to... Hey, shh, I'm doing a suplex. Can you just calm down? <laughs> right. You, no! They're, they're, they're there for that. Right. Yep. All right, let's finish it up with one story, one of the big stories this week. Um, the world fell in love with Tom Cruise again. And I got to, I'm not going to lie. I've always liked Tom Cruise. I don't care that he's a Scientologist. Uh, it, you know, people, oh, he's a Scientologist. I can't stand him. I don't give a fuck. To me, Scientology is barely any different from any of the other weird religions out there. It's true. If you knock Scientology, but every single Sunday you go to drink the blood of Christ. <laughs> like, it's still a little fucking nutty. You know what right. I mean? There's, there's something weird there. Um, but he, everyone should know by now as we talk that he went on a huge COVID rant. And when I first saw it and listened to it, like as it hit, as it started trending, I'm like, oh, I love this. I love this. And then I watched over the next few days as I was not alone. Everybody seemed to love the rant. Everybody seemed to say good for Tom Cruise. People were saying, I want him outside my grocery store. I want him to come yell at these people. I loved his rant. There was one person who didn't like it. One. Did you see that article? Did I send that? Uh, yes. And I... 
You know what? I, I, I reserve judgment. I am I am in the middle of everybody else and her. I'm I'm dead in the middle. I'm fucking Switzerland in this. Really? It was Leah yeah. Remini who who said that Tom Cruise is a Scientologist, and she you know was a former. She, uh, I I have to say, as far as she goes, um, that's the if you're a hammer, everything's a nail situation. I think where she is so far from her former cult that no matter what Tom Cruise does, she's just going to go see bully Scientologist and knee-jerk react. So I can forgive her for that, for, for, for her stance. I don't blame her. I get where it comes from. I just think it's a little wrong-minded in the sense. Can he be a weird Scientologist and correct about COVID at the same time? Yes, he can. And that's where I fall, is that I love the rant. And I get that she didn't like it and she used it as an opportunity to once again bash Scientology, but... I thought it was a great rap. Explain explain your neutrality on this. Okay, so she made some good points in terms of, um, what, okay, him freaking out over the mask thing. Yeah, people should be wearing masks. People, I, I don't even think he was freaking out about masks. I, it was something about people were standing too close at a computer. I think they were, yeah, which, they, were, they were gathered. Yeah, and here's the thing. That's also people trying to do their fucking jobs. You know what else? You, she, she made a good point. You know what else you will go on that same rant for? Um, getting a chipped coffee mug. Getting, you know, so it's like. But have I, we heard that can, out of him before? You've heard the same thing about, about he's gone on similar rants on fucking interviews about pharmaceutical companies well, and vaccines and shit. Chipped coffee mug because he's crazy. Right? Yeah, I get that. That with, the, with it, he went it's with the like, what, Yeah, but it's. Okay, he's the same type of guy who would wig out on staff. I have, I have no doubt. These, these pre-McDonald type of guys, that's why only certain directors work with him. That's why he's a fucking great actor, especially a lot of his earlier stuff. He'd get a variety of roles, and now it's just Mission Impossible 17. Like 16, but better, you know? I, like, I disagree, because this is the first time you've ever heard anything about this. And I know people that have worked on set with him, and maybe this is done on purpose, but... When before he shows up, someone shows up and goes, Mr. Cruz is coming. Don't make eye contact. Don't do this. And you start thinking, what an asshole. And then he shows sure. up. And from everything I have heard, firsthand stories, he is the nicest guy in the world. You don't like ever feel like, oh, I could just walk up and say, hi, Tom Cruise. I'm the PA. But he gets it. He gets that sure. he has this image. So he is super nice and giving. Plus, with this situation... How do we know it, it, it uh, isn't like the 27th time that it's been like, hey, guys, social distance. Hey, guys. So because that's the feeling I got is that this was just one too many times. It wasn't because if he had if he acted this way on set every time, it would have come out in the past few years when everything is coming out. No secrets are hidden. Like somebody would have made a recording. And, OK, in that's, the cell that's phone a good era. point. That's a good point. But I, I'm. I, I got to see what the fuck they were doing, though. That sort of, it it, 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 it reminds me, so somebody started recording it in their pocket, it sounds like, sort of mid-rant. Yeah. And so I'm not getting what made him blow up. Like, I'm not, and if it's somebody standing too close to the computer, I'm also like, well, I'm sort of Switzerland with, with the COVID regulations in a way, where I'm like, yeah, I don't think you should go full Florida with this shit and just pretend it's not happening and and not do anything but i also i don't think we should be fucking you know just completely driving every bar and restaurant out of business either oh, I so that, that. I, like i'm kind of there right but so wh wh what i'm saying is it's sort of like when you'll you'll see people post uh, videos of, of cops tackling a guy and and they'll just it'll, but then you get very little pretense of look more more fucking Evil cops doing what they do, right. and I'm like, yeah, but okay, but why? Why were they tackling that guy? Was he wearing a hoodie and getting fucking hassled for no reason, or was he trying to behead a 75 year old with a chainsaw, or if, was it something? Third option was it something in between the two, which is most likely the scenario. At that point, I need a little more fucking information, and like. Yeah, if, if you just kind of tell me what the fuck happened, good chance to be like, yeah, there, there being too, he wasn't resisting. Like, was he resisting arrest? I don't even know that. Um, it, but I, I don't have any kind of like, 
any more video. I don't have, I would have to sort of see what those people were doing because I'll bet another thing that maybe won't get them screamed at like that, but will at least get them fucking reprimanded in some way is if whatever they, they were doing at that computer, they couldn't get it done fast enough. They're all, they're also trying to do their fucking job. Well, so like, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Well, let, let, I, I, I worked, uh, so I'd have to, I'd have to see the details. I don't have the details, so I'm not going to really comment on that one. Okay. I'm going to speculate then. I'm just, this is pure, complete, out-my-ass bullshit. I worked on five million movie sets when I lived in L.A. That's what I did for a living, is I was behind the scenes, pee, pee, piss ant, nobody. But what happens is, when it comes to anything, people just congregate. And what these people were, they were behind a monitor, not a computer. So it's, you know, they're, they're filming, and the director's supposed to be watching the monitor to see what's the camera's picking up and you know what's in the sure. frame and what's out of frame and are we getting the shot we want is it the angle we want and people tend to congregate around that and like you would get a fuck ton of people just gathered around the monitor staring at it people that don't need to be there a bunch of people like you could be the caterer and if nobody was eating or not the caterer you could be craft service and if nobody's eating you might just wander over and take a gander and in normal times that's fine. Like, as long as you're not disturbing anyone, what you do is fine. In this situation, the director needs to see what's going on, the cinematographer needs to see what's going on, and maybe one or two other people. And I don't think Tom Cruise is going to be blowing up at the director saying, get the fuck away from the monitor. I've told you this a million times. I am guessing this is a situation where people were just standing around because they wanted to see what was going on, and the rules are in place. And because they've done it a million times before. Because on any normal set, it's just open. If you are not in front of the camera, if you are behind it, then you can basically do whatever you want as long as you're not making noise. It, like that Christian Bale rant. Remember that one? Where the guy was hanging up lights and Christian Bale went off like, I'm trying to rehearse for a fucking scene and you're setting these oh, fucking right. yeah, lights yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, yeah, there's a lot of recordings of actors doing it. Yeah. One of my favorites, the Buddy Rich bus tapes. Holy shit. You know, like, th th those were amazing. The Bu Buddy Rich, he's an old jazz yeah, musician. Yeah. Drummer. He would just yell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would he would yell at his fucking band on the bus and just go on these long, psychotic rants to the point to where somebody, I think this was in the 60s or something. Yeah, they had to record it without a cell phone. They had to actually get a recording device. They didn't even have a big yeah. tape deck or a boombox. They had to record this shit. They had to somehow figure out how to get a tape recorder, a giant tape real recorder to real. with 60s. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. They had to go like James Bond in the Sean Connery days when, you know, when his, when his high-tech devices were like, look, it's a watch that you can talk into, you know? Like, it, it just they would have to do ridiculous right. shit to make that recording happen. They recorded, like, I don't know, man, like 10, 15 minutes of just pure comedy gold of him just screaming at the staff. And so I'm like, this is kind of a thing that actors do. But then again, he's making good points, and he's screaming about the things that are, that are straight up legit. And so my thing is, since I don't know what the fuck they were doing, and I don't see a video of that, I'm not going to comment, you know, like it's just it's speculation at that point. And I would need a little more details because I agree with the principles of all of the macro stuff that he's yelling about. 100% agree with, right? Because um, it, it tends, it, it really goes into that, and that's what people are honing in on. But the micro stuff of you guys were standing near a computer, well, sometimes people need to be standing near a computer, sometimes they don't. I don't know which one of those situations it was. I'm going to guess it was a situation where they'd been told a bunch of times, hey, this is how we do things. And after time number 27, he blew his fucking top because the, the, the way I'm approaching it is I've never heard a story like this about Tom Cruise before. Like when Christian Bale, when that tape was released, you kind of like, OK, this sure. isn't surprising. He's rumored to be a hothead. Whenever uh, Russell Crowe gets into a punching match with a paparazzi. Yeah, that's that's happened a bunch of times. Cruz is is pretty professional, and so this was seemingly out of character. So that's why I was like, good on him. Sure, yeah, if, if that's what happened, great. Yeah. But the thing is, is I don't know what the fuck they were doing, so I'm like, I I'm not gonna you know comment either way. If that's if that's what really happened, then yeah, good for him. And I, I certainly agree with all the points he was making yeah. about COVID regulations and and about the industry. 
but you know, on the flip side, you do have to still kind of do your job, and and yeah, you got you got to abide by the protocols, but it's not necessarily always going to be feasible to stay six feet apart from every single human being doing every single job. Now, sometimes it is. And if, if, if this is one of those times and he was, and that's what he's yelling about, then yeah, great, 100%. But I, since I wasn't there, I will not know whether it was one of those times or not. So my opinion either way means fucking nothing. All right. Well, fair enough. That's, that, that, there's nothing wrong with taking a neutral position when you plead ignorance. Most people oh, yeah. will take a position because they feel a certain way. I think it is goddamned good to say, I don't know, so I'm not taking a position. Good on you, Jake. I actually appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Other people should take the, fuck it, I don't know, I'm neutral position. I'm not people like to just pick out little headlines and little little chunks of something and then and then just sort of build the rest of the story around their preferred conclusion. That's, eh, fuck it, you know, you weren't there. And more importantly, my opinion either way means nothing on this. Uh, the people that were going to go to Sturgis rallies and cough into each other's mouths on the back of motorcycles are going to do that regardless on how I feel about Tom Cruise. <laughs> and the people who are going to insist that we stay locked down for a decade and, and never breathe a direct breath of air fresh... Uh, look at me reversing words. They're never going to breathe a breath of fresh air directly into their lungs um, until, until the cases are down to absolutely zero. Those people are still going to go fucking... Uh, full Howie Mandel, whichever side I take. So it's just like, who who cares? I'm just going to go off of what I, what I fucking know. And what I know off of this is not a whole hell of a lot. I agree with his big points, but, you know, I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened. It wasn't there. Well, don't there see you. a video. All right, my friend. Good talking to you. Listeners, if you enjoyed listening to us, share the podcast. Tell your friends to listen to us. If you didn't enjoy listening to us, tell your enemies to listen to us because you hate them and you want them to suffer too. And actually, if 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 you if you hated us, tell your enemies because we probably like your enemies. Fuck you. Yeah, there you go. Review us, say nice things. Visit jakevever.com. Visit nathantimmel.com and uh, tune in next Monday for more. We're not going to take a week off. We will. Every podcast I know goes into reruns uh, around Christmas. We are new this week. We're going to be new next week. I'm still a Satanist during the holidays, people. <laughs> Bye, everyone. It's fine. Later.